It was late resurrection night. It had been a weird week for the disciples. They had been gathering together, walking into Jerusalem, expecting great things, and then their leader was killed like a common criminal. The weirdest thing happened that morning when some of the disciples came running back and said that he had actually not died. He, he was raised, that he had come back from the dead. So it's a strange thing already that they were all gathered in a room, locked for fear of what might happen to them. The religious and political authorities might, might be hunting for them and trying to track them down and, and kill this movement that they had been a part of. When suddenly their leader appeared in the room with them and said, peace be with you. He showed them the, the nail holes in his hands and his side and, and said, Peace be with you, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. What's interesting is that one of them wasn't there. His name was Thomas. The last time we had heard Thomas, it was at the Last Supper, at the, the dinner that Jesus had had, where he'd washed the disciples' feet. And, and he had said, well, you know where I am going. And Thomas spoke up and said, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about, where you're going. And it's Thomas who wasn't in the room with them, which is interesting. And so they tell him the next day that they had seen Jesus, that he was raised and that his hands were there and his side was there. But Thomas said, you know, until I put my hands in there and my, my hand in his side, I, I can't trust this. It's, it's too crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You see, Thomas gets a bum rap. We end up calling him Doubting Thomas, as if we're all just supposed to hear news like this and be like, well, sure, of course somebody's raised from the dead. I think the opposite is true. In fact, the phrase that I would want to call Thomas, I would want to call Thomas Courageous Thomas. I mean, Thomas is the one who says the thing that we're all thinking but are too afraid to say. When Jesus says to them, you know, I'm going before to set a place and you know where I'm going. Thomas is the one courageous enough to say to Jesus, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when it says all the rest are locked in their room, afraid to come out, who's the one who's brave enough to still be outside? It's Thomas. And then when they tell him this news, this news that seems like too good to be true, it seems just absolutely absurd almost. It's Thomas who says what I think any of us would say, the courageous thing. He says, how can I trust such a message? If this is true, everything has changed. So it's a week later and they're all in the same place when it says that Jesus showed up again, that he appears in the room and again says, peace be with you. And then he specifically says to Thomas, he says, Thomas, come, Put your hands in my hands. Put your hand in my side. Touch the wounds. Know that this is true. And once again, Thomas is courageous enough to say, my Lord and my God. I think Thomas gets that bum rap. 
I love this idea of courage. We, we use this throughout our Lenten series. We, we used at the end of our service this prayer, the prayer of good courage. Oh Lord, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending on paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out in good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Amen. That This prayer of having courage in the work that we're going to do. I think rather than seeing Thomas as an example of what not to do, I think we see in Thomas an example of what real courage looks like because there's so many examples of courage in this. First, Thomas says what we would all be wanting to say, but maybe too afraid or too embarrassed to say. Thomas has the courage to say this. Thomas is brave enough to not be locked in the room with the rest. Thomas is brave enough to say, I need to touch the hands and the side. And then listen to this. Thomas is brave enough to stay in the community of which he's just told them that I doubt the very thing that you'd said had happened. He's still there. He's still with them, still looking for the same things that they're looking for. This idea of courage is really foundational to who we are as people. Maya Angelou has this great quote. She says, of all the virtues, courage is the most important because it activates all the other virtues. It takes courage to be brave, honest, kind, true, uh, live with integrity. Courage is that which activates all the other virtues. I see that in Thomas, and I see that in what we're about as what we would call the church, the community of people gathered together right now in lots of different places. We're in a series now called Love Unleashed. And when I think of the first leash that love has, it's probably the leash of fear. Fear cripples us. It's, it's the great mind killer, as, as Frank Herbert would write in Dune. It's the thing that prevents us from activating the, the, the life in which we're called to do. There's a, there's a great movie that I love called Defending Your Life. It's about uh, this man who dies, and, and when he gets to heaven, they're not judged on whether they did good or bad. They're judged, they're judged on how much fear they lived their life with. And he watches his life, Albert Brooks is the character, and he watches his life in comparison to Meryl Streep's life, who lived this courageous and bold, but also messy life, that she was always in and out of trouble and mistakes and problems, but it's because she lived with courage. When I think of my own life, I, I can think of times in which fear has crippled me and kept me from doing the very thing that I knew was the right thing to do. And I also think of times in which courage led me. When I, when I turned away from foolishness in order to step into a courageous decision, to do the thing, to say the thing, to, to apologize when I needed to apologize, to, to live out a, a new way of being in the world. I think fear has a leash on us. And when we're called to unleash the love, the first thing we have to unleash is the courage to love. Right now, we of course have a lot of love and, and like a place like this, we are locked down. We're, we're put away and we're afraid of what's going on outside. It, if you're like me, every time I ventured out to do grocery store, uh, to the grocery store, I, I find myself just full of fear and, and watching people around me and, and just scared. Watching how we're all examining one another, it, it, it's a hard time to live. And it's especially hard when you wanna smile at somebody and they can't see it because you're doing the right thing, the courageous thing and wearing a mask. 
I think our time right now, when we're talking about unleashing the love, is really beginning by having the courage to love. Courage like Thomas's courage. To say the thing that we know should be said in the moment that it needs to be said. To have the courage to speak out from our hearts the things that we're really feeling and maybe saying the things that other people are afraid to say. It means having the courage to step out when we need to step out, to, to visit the people that need to be visited, to be outside, not with foolishness, not running around outside as if we don't care, but when those people need us to have the courage to step outside and then also the courage to stay inside when we need to be, when we need to remain inside, that we have the courage to be, to be safe for those people around us who need us to keep them safe. That is a sign of love. It's showing how we love other people when, when we care enough to wear a mask, when we care enough to put on gloves, when we care enough to keep a, a safe distance from the other. It's a way of, a sign of love. Jesus, Jesus was courageous. He loved us even when we didn't deserve it, even when we didn't even uh, earn it. He loved us anyway. He loved us even to the point of death. And to show us how much that God loves us, God raised Jesus from the dead to show us that love and life win, that, that nothing, nothing can separate us from that love of God. We're locked up right now. We're, we're in our rooms. But that doesn't mean that we can't love. It doesn't mean we can't live out of love. My prayer for you and for all of us is to unleash the love that we're called to share in the life and the communities in which we're called to share them. To love people next door, around us, at our work, and if we're out of work, to find ways in which we can live out of love for others. It's easy to get blanketed in fear and let fear guide us. So I encourage you, I entreat you to live out of courage. And, and lastly, one of the most courageous things that Thomas did is he stayed in that community. He stayed in the hunt. He stayed in the search. I know that a big part of my life in walking with Jesus isn't because I've got it figured out. It's because I'm figuring it out as I walk along the way. I'm still looking for this life that Jesus is calling us to, and I'm still living into it. And I have courage to wake up every day and take another step in that journey of life. I don't have it all figured out. My Lord and my God, I am willing to walk that journey and have the courage to step out in faith, in trust, together as community with, with us working together, living that out together, having courage to say, I don't always get it. I'm still looking for it, but I'm still showing up to look for it with you. May you have courage this day. May you unleash the tether that fear has on you and may you find love in brand new places. May it show you that love and life truly win. I'm gonna head home now. I'm gonna go see my family. I'm gonna welcome my neighbors and I'm gonna tell them I love them. That's the courageous choice. Peace be with you. Mm -hmm.